Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl. No my hi my Kiara and welcome to Books and Beyond Literary Lounge with Alison and Enika, brought to you from our home studios. Talo Falava Enika. Kia ora na, Alison. It's so good to see you again, Inika. Um, I haven't seen you for a couple of days, but um, because it's March, um, we would really like to wish all our listeners and readers a happy Pacifica. So we'd like to say bula vinaka, malo alele, whakalofa, lahiatu, warm Pacific greetings to you all. Absolutely. Well, we're, you know, as we have been saying many times in the last few weeks, uh, so many um, events in March, of course, have been cancelled, including the absolutely fabulous Pacific uh, Pacifica Festival. Um, but I have heard on the grapevine that there's going to be more from the Pacifica Festival coming up around May and June, sort of in line with um, the start of Samoan Language Week. So do keep an eye out on your um, online and, and finding out what's going on around May and June from them. But there is still lots happening in March online for Pacifica, for all of those people who are sticking close to home right now. Now, Auckland Council's World of Cultures Festival is is still going ahead, so look out for some events happening in your community and online in the next two weeks. Certainly a highlight for Alison and I is the Stars of Pacific Poetry. Um, Now, this is uh, an event that's been running for quite a few years now, and this year they're going to be performing online on Te Aratu Peninsula Library's Facebook page on Thursday the 24th of March. Now, it's all happening that evening, 7 till 9pm, so you can tune in for live readings from 8 incredibly talented Pacific poets and writers, including two stars who we're very, very lucky to have in our Oklani Libraries family, poets Darren Kamali and Ria Masai. Check out Te Aratu Libraries' Facebook page for details, and if you can't make that live performance on the 24th of, um, of March, then you can also check out their recording, which is going to be up a few days after that. I know, I'm so excited about that. It always is one of the highlights for us, isn't it? It's wonderful. And um, we've got such talent too with Rhea and and Darren and more. So that is really cool. Another thing that's um, super cool actually is the online Talatala series. And this is happening um, across the Ōtara Papatoitoi local board libraries. Um, They call themselves the OPLBs. Mm-hmm. which I think that's a good good acronym. Now, there's lots of in-house and um, take-home activities to ce- celebrate Pacifica with friends and families. Um, of course, having to adapt to the current situation, as we all are doing, um, the OPLB Pacifica team, great people there, um, the lovely Maisie, um, Pamata, Hoko, Hana and Sati, um, they've chosen to increase their presence on social media to drive their programs and as it's turned out it's been a really good decision Mm. so um their online Talatala series it's um featuring lots of community leaders now Talatala um I've only learned this fairly recently but it's very much like Talanoa but it's um 
has its own unique meanings. Now, talatala um, is the Samoan term that sort of loosely means to disentangle, to dismantle, to unravel or to spread. Um, and, uh, of course, the word tala in many Pacifica dialects talks about stories and narratives. Um, and it also extends to reflect the act of talking and conversing, mm. both, of course, in the formal and the um, informal context. And so this online Talatales series, it's, um, it's going to um, have lots of intricate and profound stories. Um, the And it, it's a great format because Pacifica leaders are going to be given generic questions um, that will, they can use as an addition to their presentations. And um, uh, through the, this Talatala series, Pacifica leaders are able to talk about their realities and um, that then our communities can listen and relate and empathise. And um, the, what they're really hoping is that we're going to really feel a lot of hope. And, um, of course, we know we'll have huge ad- admiration mm. for all of this work. So um, now the Talatala series is on our library's social media pages. So if you check out Papatoitoi Library, the Otara Library, Tupu and Monaco Library Facebook pages and you'll get heaps of information about the Talatala series. Yeah, already started watching. It's going so well so far. Now, in our libraries, of course, we are celebrating. And if you haven't clocked our Pacific collections in your local library, you must ask your librarians to show you around. You might be surprised by what you find there. There's history, cookbooks, biographies, stories, poetry, heaps more. And it's not just in Pacific languages. It's also um, books in English too. Um, And for kids, you'll find a great selection of books and readers. Some of them are bilingual with English translations. And, you know, really all of this helps uh, more Ainga and Kainga to learn and read in their heart languages together. Now, many of the books that we're going to be talking about today are actually brand new to our shelves. They've been published in the last eventful year or so, which is quite um, an incredible achievement, really, when you start Mm. thinking about it. Now, the stories and um, novels we'll be sharing today are really just the tip of the iceberg. Um, There's so much talent out there. And um, one thing that that we've been noticing is that self-publishing and new publishing companies are starting to become on the rise in the Pacific literary space. And this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. We're really glad to be able to share these books um, in our libraries with our communities. And we can't wait to see more and more being published in this space the world is catching up to the power of the pacific pen there's no doubt about it so the more the better yeah absolutely it's it's really exciting now um the auckland library's um senior pacific content specialist librarian veronica lingalinga was unable to join us today sadly um but she wanted to share her thoughts on what's new and and what's emerging in pacific literature and and publishing so um she wrote this and um with her permission um i'm going to read it out so these are are ronnie's words tell all for listeners and readers in November 2021, a 10-year plan for raising adult literacy in Auckland was developed by our literacy experts. It was recognised that different communities will require different approaches. What might this look like in action? 
Well, our collections and resources are readily accessible to customers. And this year, we want you to celebrate Pacifica Month by checking out some of the most amazing Pacifica resources available at Auckland Libraries for your leisure reading. So thanks thanks so much for that, Ronnie. Vavitai lava. Well, let's, let's get on with the show. Our first book is an absolute... Dunner, which I am nearly finished and I don't really want to put it down to be honest. Um, this is this, um, a short story collection, an anthology called Va, Stories by Women of the Moana. Now this book, anthology has been edited by Cecilia Etawati and Lani Went Young. It's published at the end of 2021 and has just come out in paperback initially published as an ebook. You'll find it in our Pacific collections and you can request it online on our catalog as you know. Now this is such a beautiful piece of work. It's and it's a really substantial piece of work too, which I really want to recognise because when you hear the story of how it came about, you will be absolutely amazed. I have to mention the gorgeous painting on the cover. It's um, a woman of the Moana adorned by her hair and tattoos and in gorgeous shades of blue. It is just beautiful and um, it's just a treasure even before you open the page. Now, it's plain to see when you start that this is just one of those books you're going to want to dip into again and again. So borrow it from us and then I reckon you should buy your own copy. It is packed with fresh, vital stories and um, new and noted voices will just leap off the page. Now, the collection draws on the superpowered strengths of Pacific storytelling and oratory, which we should be all familiar with if we're not already. Um, the stories connect up tradition and culture to contemporary Samoan and Tongan and Nuean and many other Pacific um, cultures, women's lives. So we are focusing on the women here. Now, in this book, you'll find church services happening over Zoom. So, you know, bang up to date. You've got prospective lovers who are sizing each other up on beaches, across the rugby field and on Tinder and Bumble. Women are wrangling their Aotearoa-born kids to try and fit Pacific models of parenting. And then on the other end of the spectrum in that sandwich generation, they're wrangling those parents into sticking to the lockdown rules. Everyone is sick of COVID by now, and it's just exactly the same um, here as it is overseas. When you invite 200 friends and family to a wedding in Apia, you might need to be ready to feed the 500 all guests might be eating and judging, judging and eating, to quote from one of the stories in this book. Friends laugh like hyenas and families are just soaked with aloha, with love, but they also simmer with all that's unsaid. Now, of course, we know that no woman is an island. Many of these stories share universal themes, but with the writers, settings and characters coming from all over the Pacific, including Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, Hawaii, Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea, Torres Strait, Aotearoa and many more, there are unique markers and lines of culture, language and family that are adding rich detail and insight on every single page and in every single piece of writing. Now, as I say, the story of how this collection came together is actually an incredible one on its own. The editors um, are both award-winning authors themselves. Um, Cecilia Etuati and Lani Went Young, they were both fed up with the traditional publishing model 
and particularly how it often was disadvantaging and disempowering Indigenous writers who were working to get their writing out to their wider audiences and more particularly to audiences um, that are waiting to hear those stories, audiences um, like them and their families. They decided to create their own company and their own model of publishing and that company is Tato Publishing and their byline is Stories By Us, About Us and For Us. Now, in November 2021, they put out a call for submissions of creative writing of any type by Indigenous women from anywhere in the Pacific. They were looking for published and unpublished authors, and they wanted them in two weeks' time. Now, how is that for a call to action? (laughs) Alison and I know there is absolutely nothing like a tight deadline when it comes to writing. (laughs) They managed to receive a whopping 90,000 words in their inbox, and then they managed to turn it into a book in two months, if you can believe it. Now, that is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we're talking about between two major COVID outbreaks, a global supply crisis, and over the Christmas holidays. Mm. This is not, no easy, easy feat at all. I tell you what, though, you can feel that driving force, the creative fire, and all that collective energy that birthed that book and every story and poem that is in there. In the book, you're going to find 38 contributors and over 17 new short stories and poems. Some of the authors will be familiar to to some of you. And if they're not, this is how you should be celebrating Pacific writers and literatures this March. Pick up a copy of VAR uh, and get stuck in. And also look out for Lani Went Young's best-selling fantasy and romance series, which you'll find in all of our libraries. We've got Gina Cole in the book. She's got short story collections. Carlo Mila's beautiful poetry. Tulia Thompson, who's written essay collections. And she's written a book for children called Joseph and the Bar, there's Steph Matuku, Dahlia Malaelu, book, their books for children are all to be found on our shelves. But I tell you what, if you grab the stories of women of the Moana, you're not only going to be finding these established authors, you're going to be getting the inside scoop on all loads of new writers who you're going to be seeing in the future a lot more of. I'd like to leave you with a beautiful poem from one of the the collection and this is by Filifotu Vai and which tells the story far better than I can. Now this is just an extract from the poem so this is just the last part. I am clothed in a loafer. I bear the patterns of lineages past on my skin. I wear their past as I create my own and I think that says so much about this collection. Yeah what beautiful words and what an absolute treasure so that yeah, what and it would be an asset to any any home or school. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very exciting. Well, look, I've been reading um, one that's uh, just recently published as well called um, Sister Stand Up Strong, a Vanuatu women's anthology. Now, it's edited by um, Michaela Nyman and Rebecca uh, Tobu Olul-Hossen. And um, it's available in our Pacific collections and it's also on Overdrive as an e-book. And now this is such an exciting book. It's an anthology of women's writing and it's a literary first for the islands of Vanuatu. Um, it was published last year by Victoria University Press and it um, features work from three generations of women who write 
range in age from 20 to one of them is 80 something. Oh, wow. So you've got a, a big, big range of women's experiences. Now, uh, Sister Stand Up Strong um, contains poetry, fiction, essay, memoir and song. Now, um, it's been published in English, but um, I think it should be noted that the official languages of Vanuatu are Bislama and French and English. Now, um, when reading and doing a bit of research about this book, I learned that the, the word Bislama is actually a, a transliteration of the French term Beche de Mer, which um, was used to describe the language of trade. And um, I think, you know, that concept of the language of trade, I think it tells us heaps about Vanuatu's colonial past under its um, Anglo-French rule until independence, which occurred in 1980. So the book is just full of powerful stories. They span from the, the late 1800s, um, that era of what they call blackbirding, uh, which... Uh, was when raiders seized labourers and took them to Queensland plantations. Um, you know, look, it was a shameful practice. Um, people were tricked and coerced and forced into getting on boats and were, were taken to Australia to work in the sugar cane plantations, etc. Terrible practice. Um, so, and then the stories, um, some of them cover independence in 1980, and then others, um, move us into the present day to that, to the Tinder era, era, um, and the COVID era. So now most of the writers are resident in Vanuatu, but some of them are, um, live in New Zealand, Fiji, uh, Canada, and the Solomons as well. So, the subjects that are tackled are, are big, big subjects. Um, racism, colonialism, sexism, um, but all sort of looked through the Vanuatu women's lens. Mm. Now, the co-editor, um, Michaela Nyman, um, has said that the work aims to balance their entirely male historical narrative that's existed since Vanuatu was in its colonial days as the New Hebrides. Um, and even since independence, it's had a very sort of male-centred uh, narrative. Um, and Michaela says that women have hardly ever had the opportunity to tell their stories in a format like this. And this is largely because they've not been the ones that have been in power. Mm. Um, so what she says is this is really trying to rectify the previous record, both historical but also the literary ones. Let the women speak too. And, um, you know, at which, you know, we both agree with that. Absolutely. Now, um, Dr. Selena Tusitala Marsh uh, reviewed the book and she called it astute and emotionally honest. Now, look, I found it a really powerful and raw read, but it felt like such a privilege to be invited into these women's lives and to, to listen to their truths. Um, and many of their truths are painful and, and they're harsh, but a really important book. 
um, just probably just got time to read a really short poem from the anthology. And this one's by um, the writer Adela Isacha-Aru. Now, she's the chief executive of the Vanuatu Tourism Bureau, um, and she's been instrumental in tourism policy leadership and reform over the last few years. And um, it's a pretty quick poem. It's called Be You, and it's a powerful read. Be you, out of the few, lead a team, deliver the dream, be the inspiration, empower a nation, capture our hearts to find our true paths. Despite the high mountains, believe in yourself. Open the curtains. Be you. Mm. Love that. Love that, Alison. (laughs) Well, now we're going to move to a few books for kids and teens. But, you know, like we say, um, I always say that books for kids and teens, they're not just for kids and teens. Pick them up. See what's in there. You just don't know what you're missing if you're not diving into the kids and teens collections as well as the adults. (laughs) Now, this pair of books is by uh, Dahlia um, Malayolu, and um, it is called Tene Samoa and Tama Samoa. Now, the one author and educator, Dahlia um, Malayolu, is from Wellington, and her family's story here in Aotearoa is actually quite a common one. So I'm going I'm to fill you in because this really has a, a grounding in, in where these books um, came from. Now, her story is that parents, you know, is one really common, as I said, um, you know, where parents move um, to New Zealand or to another country for a different life for their kids. And they put everything into supporting them to succeed in that new country. But unfortunately, sometimes when there's a dominant culture, as there is here in Aotearoa, that is the the honest truth of it, um, you know, own cultures and language sometimes end up jostling for position in, um, in a family and with the children who are that first generation born there. And as we know, once that happens, it can be really, really hard to gain it back without lots of mahi and external support as well, not just from the family who's involved. Now, Dahlia's experiences of being Samoan in Aotearoa and her own journey and understanding what that really meant to her um, and to her parents and, of course, to her own children when she became a mother, they were shared in an um, e Tangata mag- magazine article a few years ago. And she got an absolute wave of responses back from people who had their own stories to share about their experiences of this. And that was part of what inspired her to start her own publishing company, Mila's Books. And she began creating stories um, for Samoan whanau, kids and Ainga in their own language and reflecting their lives. And this... Um, pair of books um, came out of this as well. So she was originally right. She has been writing books for both uh, for preschoolers, for primary school kids, and this little series here is for um, sort of your intermediate um, and junior high, I suppose you would call it, um, aged children. Now, Tene Samoa, uh, which translates to someone girl, and Tama Samoa, which is someone boy. Um, the original um, Tena Samoa was written in 2020 or published in 2020, and that's a fictional story which follows the journey of cultural identity and discovery for four junior high school students. So Lani, Vai, Masina, and, and Tulia, Atulia, their families, their teachers, but also anyone who's faced the challenge of being um, a Samoan girl and all that that entails. 
Now, there's a new edition, which uh, includes that original story, but it also includes um, study questions for students and teachers, so that this is a book could be used in a classroom or to, to spark discussions. Um, you know, so often um, we are studying books in our schools that are from other countries. It's really important that we study books closer to home, and I'm really thrilled to hear that she's provided everything in one book for, um, for this to join a classroom set. Now, at the end, she's put in 14 true stories um, that came from her work with someone, teenagers and educators. And these stories tell of their personal experiences, their challenges and their lessons. And they're not just there for Pacifica parents and children um, or teachers. They're also there for non-Pacifica because an important part, of course, of this story is making sure that there's a bit more cultural understanding for um for Pacifica children in the classroom so that they can succeed and um, and reach the, all the huge potential that they have. Um, now, Tamasawa has just been released in September and that's the pair to this book for the boys. And this follows Sione, Lima, Tavita and Filippo. And their, um, their uh, part of the book is, um, is shaped around a kind of a letter writing project um, so this is a second book, I should say, just to make that clear. And um, this is about them having an open and honest talanoa with themselves. And it starts with the words, Dear Uso. So in, in, as part of this project, they're sharing their own cultural challenges and their path from becoming a boy to a man and all that that entails um, within Samoan culture. So I really highly recommend you go and have a try and pick these two up um, and see what you think because um, it's not often that we get to hear um, from somebody's experienced as Dahlia, um, experienced with um, at, from both sides as a parent, as a teacher and someone who's grown up in New Zealand, um, the someone way of life and how that interacts with with. Yeah, all New Zealand culture and New Zealand schooling as well. So, yeah, a really, really important book for us to go and have a look for. They both sound so good. Yeah, Thanks great pair. Now, there's um, something coming to our shelves um, that you're going to want to put this one on your request list. Um, and it's called Beats of the Pau, and it's by um, Maria Samuela. Um, just published um, and there's heaps of buzz happening around this um, it's a first collection um, of, of stories for adults and uh, from the Wellington author Maria Samuela now she wrote this while she was on an emerging writers in residence program um, Maria's previously written books for children and she's been seen in around the literary journals with her short stories she holds a master's in creative writing from Victoria University and she's got a really interesting job in the Parliament building, buildings in Wellington. So she's an interesting, interesting person. Now, um, uh, there was a review written in the spin-off um, about Beats of the Pau um, and um, the reviewer, Audrey Pereira-Brown, said that... Um, Public, probably unsurprisingly, published writing by Cook Island uh, writers is very much underrepresented in the Aotearoa literary scene. Um, two of the standout ones that most of us would know, um, Alistair Tariki Campbell and um, Courtney Cena Meredith. Um, but there's 
we've always got loads and loads of room on our shelves for more because there's so much talent out there. So um, this is, has had really good reviews. Um, now, what does the publisher say about it? That's right. The publisher says that in the nighttime, we will dance in the moonlight to the quick, steady beats of the pau. The pau is the pulse of the Cook Islands, a rhythm carrying narratives of a culture to its people. But beyond the reach of its sound on another shore, a community is working over the course of decades to build a new life. Kura lands in the footsteps of his father, whose 20-year estrangement has come to a head. Katarina starts planning for a future, but must bend to the whim of another. Anna is received into sacred sisterhood, and an island mama sets out the rules for love. So this is a collection of nine short stories, or stories, they're not necessarily short, um, about first and second generation Cook Island New Zealanders living from the 1950s to modern day New Zealand. It's um, said to be powerful, poignant and gently funny. It portrays life lived uneasily in the tempo of a different place by characters who are woven together through community, family and home. It just sounds amazing. And I know why there's such a buzz about that book. So, look, we're um, running out of time and we did have some other stuff to talk about, but we're going to have to leave that for another session. Really just want to um, give a huge shout out and special thanks once again to Veronica Lingalinga from Auckland Libraries for your help today. Fafatai lava, Ronnie. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. Take care and be kind to yourselves. Happy reading. Tofa soy fua. This program was brought to you by Auckland Libraries. Find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and catch the program next Sunday at 9.35pm on 104.6 FM or anytime online at planetaudio.org.nz slash books and beyond. Every day, every day.